0: Happy Monday. I'm Jordan, the host of the Horny Housewife podcast. If you've been a long time listener, you know that I have my feelings, my thoughts on vibrators. And I'm not anti-vibrator. I'm not anti-vibrator. I just like to pass on the message to women not to become dependent and reliant on your vibrator. And so many women... Like, I can't finish without my wand or my vibrator, my vibe, my bullet. And I just so badly want the women to be able to experience orgasms in other ways besides just one way. Maybe everything's gravy for you, and incorporating it has been really fun, and there's no complaints. You can say fuck off to me. I know that some women believe it; they're just doomed. That's what it is. They need it to finish, and they've tried, and it doesn't work. I will tell you, and I've said it before, that, yeah, there's this withdrawal period, if that's what you want to call it, because your nerve endings are used to a certain type of stimulation, which, by the way, a penis cannot replicate. And a lot of my audience, y'all are married people or people in long-term relationships looking to level up in the bedroom, looking to connect, reconnect, rekindle the flame, keep the passion going, inspire new shit, talk about shit, whatever. And so I challenge the women to take a break, let their body regulate and go about it in other ways. Even if you aren't climaxing, give it two weeks and then tell me how it starts going. Give it some time, enough time to see. There are plenty of other people, podcasters, sex educators, sex therapists I've spoken with that are like, yeah, sometimes I go on a vibe strike. Sometimes I put it down. I make sure it's not my every time go-to because it's so easy. It becomes like too easy. And then your partner isn't able to give that to you with their own body and they feel maybe a little jelly or maybe like, "Mm, damn, I wish I could give her that and I can't. Maybe some of you are rolling your eyes like, get the fuck over it. It's 2023. Let's incorporate the toy. But I really want, for me, my partner to be able to get me off. Or a plethora of different sensations have the ability to get me off. Goals. A goal each and every one of you I know has the ability to accomplish. First, you must believe. The point of bringing this up was I am a total fucking hypocrite. And I got a wand. I got my first wand. I got my first wand. Now, I have plenty of toys that vibrate. Like plenty that I love, enjoy. That mm, chef's kiss delish. Solo and partnered baby. Air suction is still... Really, really high up there for me. But I felt like I was missing out because everybody talks about the wand. I need to be able to understand and know and see how I can incorporate. So I got the Vim wand, the V I M wand, because it was recommended to me and I trust her. Susan Bratton, she came on the podcast before. I'm actually having a second interview with her next week. Y'all loved that episode. She was the person who enlightened me about throat orgasms. She is a sexual goddess and knows so much and is so fucking good at talking about it. She's just very interesting to listen to, very much so. And she knows so much. And her delivery is just 10 out of 10. So that's going to be fun. And she was like, Jordan, you have to try this. It's revolutionary. So I got it. And she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. I used it the other day. This morning, daddy was behind me. And instead of using my hand to stimulate up front, glit area, I grabbed the good old wand. It's so pretty, by the way. And wow, next level. Is it weird that I also used it on my shoulders? Do other people use this all over their body? It says massager. But yeah, I just had to tell you because it was like my first time. I vowed to not abuse her. I vowed to not get my clit dependent on its unmatchable, insane vibrations. Highest setting was almost too much. you are just like, holy shit. I'm trembling to my core. I know the men are like, I can't compete with this. I can't compete with this. There's nothing like the real thing. At the end of the day, we don't want to tell you that. We don't want to give you that credit. don't want to boost your ego. But nothing's like the real thing, right? Wouldn't you say the same about us? That warm, sweet, creamy, wet hole. That was gross. Creamy, wet hole. I don't like that. Made me think of a donut, but not in a good way. Speaking of creamy and wet, today we're talking about arousal. Creamy and wet. Why am I hung up on creamy and wet now? So not just female arousal, but also male arousal where it comes from, what it is, how can we better arouse our spouses? Some tips for the dudes, some tips for the women, because we're different. We're different beings with different bodies. Maybe you don't know what arouses you. Maybe you don't know about all the erogenous zones in your body. So stay tuned because it's a goodie. Question number one, I am a 42-year-old man recently divorced after 18 years. Since I got married so young, I never had a chance to really go crazy with the ladies. Now that I'm older and more established financially and that dating apps are a thing, I took full advantage. There was a good 6 months where I was sleeping with two or three usually new women per week. Early on in my sex capades, I had an ED issue. I think it was a combination of performance anxiety and tequila. <laughs> love the honesty i was mortified well another amazing thing happened while i was married was the easy access to viagra i know you like the blue shoes haven't tried but might i highly recommend anyways i ordered some and i fell in love i can get rock hard immediately last a super long time and can often go two if not three times simultaneously However, during this time, I met the woman of my dreams, my soulmate, the yin to my yang. We are crazy about each other.
1: Think about how much time you spend at home. Does your home really make you feel great? If not, it's time to change it. Now picture yourself coming home, seeing beautiful new furniture from Jordan's. Eating out or a vacation, those things just come and go. But walking into your room and loving what you see, you'll enjoy that every day. Right now, come to Jordan's Furniture and get 15% off everything or get up to 60 months with no interest. Call 1-866-245-4722 for financing details. Restrictions apply. Subject to credit approval.
0: It's been over a year now and she is in disbelief about what a rock star I am in bed Constantly talks about how i'm like an 18 year old. She's my age So now i'm totally screwed I've been hiding my viagra use from her this whole time, but it's getting more and more difficult And if we move in it will be impossible To be clear, I'm a healthy, otherwise in-shape guy that has your standard 40-something erections. Our sex without Viagra would be fine, but I can't go back to fine now. Help. And I assume you're going to just tell me to be honest with her. It's not happening. Should I leave the country? Tell her my dick got permanently injured in a smelting accident? Tell me your most toxic advice to dodge the shame. Jeesh. This is making me think of Adam Sandler in 50 First Dates and like in the beginning of the movie, they show Adam Sandler as this big player. He goes on all these first dates and then at the end of this magical week he has with these vacationing women, he tells them some elaborate lie like he's a part of the CIA or he's got to go help foster children in Africa, something wild and then pieces out, ghosts them and never speaks to them again. So when you say you're in love, are you really in love, love? Because if she's the yin to your yang, then you shouldn't be imagining, can't, shan't imagine a life without this person. And so what the fuck are you going to do? You could, I guess, organically let it just come out where she sees the prescription or she's like, huh, and you never brought it up because... Why would I? There's not been an issue. Nothing's broken, so we don't need to fix it. She could feel like, what the fuck? It kind of made me believe that you're a superhero in the bedroom, super freak. Maybe, just maybe, she fucking knows. And she's just not telling you that she knows. I want to put that thought in your head. Let that little seedling bloom. Because sometimes we just know things and we choose to keep it. We choose to keep the information because we don't want to hurt your feelings. We don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. We silently support. Also, another thing, side note, maybe you don't want to hear this, I'm still going to say it. I I'm sure if you googled, can you get addicted to Viagra? It would say no, but I feel like there's a mental, no, there there is, there 100% is a mental aspect where you become dependent. And it does say that you can experience withdrawal symptoms, but that means there will be a bounce back. But if the mental load of, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to perform? And that just sends you into a tailspin spiral. I already know. You're like, I'm about to turn this off, Jordan. Like, shut the fuck up. This was not the listener question that I had. You want the mildly toxic. You want the super toxic. You said it yourself. I, of course, was going to be solution oriented and tell you if this bitch loves you, she's not going to fucking care. It'll be one little blip, one little uncomfortable, awkward moment. And I think you should suck it up and show some strength and tell fucking tell her. And I know you say not going to happen. I bet you it's going to bite you in the butt, but that's just me. And I bet thousands of other people. You could tell her that you were on SSRIs, like antidepressants, or you're like, no, bitch. Some medicine that you had to be on when you broke a bone when you were 15. I don't know. Make up something. And because of that, it really impacted your dick. And so you started taking this, and it worked. And then now sex is just so great, you are scared to not take it anymore. I don't know. Why are you asking me for your made-up dick advice? I don't think I can provide that. And I think subconsciously you knew that I wasn't going to give that. And so for that, as a female, I will say if I was her and I loved you and it was rock star sex, I would say, hey, do what you got to do. As long as you're healthy, this isn't affecting your health negatively in any way. If this is how you want to go about it, then it's your dick. It's your body. I can't say that that's not going to be an issue later down the road or you're going to regret your decision and met a medical professional. But I think biting the bullet, taking a look at the pick pick, see the long term, like what's this going to look like 10, 15 years from now. That's how you should be basing your decision around what you're going to do. Also, before we move onward, any men listening that are like, I relate or I know what this guy feels like. I've been in his shoes in one way or the other in regards to Viagra or something of the sorts. And you have better advice than I just had. And you know exactly what he should do. Then you must follow up. You must go to the hornyhousewifepodcast.com and I will share your insight and feedback so we can all love one another, support one another. Bro code, this is bro code for y'all. And I'm facilitating the messenger. Next question. Hi, my wife never initiates sex and I'm getting rejected more times than not when I try to initiate. Also, when we do have sex, the passion isn't there like it used to be with her. I constantly try to give her a massage or tell her to take a bath while I put the kids down. But nothing seems to change. I know she doesn't have a low sex drive because she masturbates constantly when I'm at work and she's home during the day. I know this because I can tell the sex toys have been used. And I can see that she has been watching a lot of porn as well. I've even brought up the idea of mutual masturbation. If she didn't feel like having sex on a particular night, but she completely shut that down and says no one does that. And if anyone says they do, they're full of shit. What's the best way for me to approach this with her? Well, she sounds she sounds not so pleasant to be quite honest. The whole disbelief in mutual masturbation is a limiting belief. So, if you don't believe in miracles, you won't see them. And She is in fact wrong. There are people who indeed incorporate mutual masturbation in their relationship, living proof. And guys, if any of y'all are like, It just sounds so weird to me. It doesn't have to be like he's in one corner and you're in the other and you just like start playing with yourselves. This could be foreplay, sex, oral sex, penetration, and then he finishes off himself and you finish off yourself and y'all watch each other do it. Or it could be where there is foreplay, no V, no penetration, clothes on, whip out the privates, and watch each other take care of it. It doesn't have to be... Whatever you think it has to be, it can go any way you want it to be. Side note, just a little tipsies for the freaky fam, a little inspo, a little mix up. Okay, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I feel like deep down you might know this. It sounds like she's just not that into you. And I'm so curious as to why. But she isn't watering it, she isn't focused on it, she's not talking about it. And I don't know your part. I don't know anything about y'all's relationship. And I'm sure if both of y'all were in front of me and this question was presented, there would be so much to say and hear and understand and know. So I don't want to bash her by any means, because what if you're just completely missing the mark? Her cup is not filled at all ever so slightly. She feels totally disconnected from you. You are telling me that You try. You're trying to give her time to decompress. You want to give her a massage. But I have to wonder emotionally, are you there? Are you asking her how her day was? Do you know what's going on in her life? And then to put myself in your shoes, if she's just a wall, If she's being dismissive or avoidant or she's checked out or she's invested elsewhere, whether if it's her friends or her work or coworkers or something weird and shady, whatever it may be, a byproduct of not turning inward, not being on your best behavior is a checked out spouse that seems disinterested, maybe even irritable, disgusted in la-la land delusionally, elsewhere, whatever. So it's never going to get better if there is any sort of double life being lived. And I know that was so dramatic and so extreme of me, but hey, it happens every day. Now I can't forget you mentioned she's masturbating a lot. The sex toys are used. I don't know if you're seeing like her bodily fluids on them or if you're like sniffing them or how you know. And What has you so invested maybe because the lack of intimacy? So you're like, I need to snoop around. I need to know what's going on. Fair. Fair. I would be doing the same thing. Don't blame you. Have you brought up that you see that she's enjoying her time with herself and you want to get in on the action and then say, hey, what is? what makes you not into me or why does fucking not sound good to you? Is it me? Does it sound like a chore? Are you not liking the sex you're having? Ask these really fucking honest questions that you may not like the answer to if you want to see any sort of change. Now, I know I just totally went paranoid straight to scandalous behavior when it could be something so, 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 so different. She could be dying to change how your sex life is. She could be resentful. She could be angry. She could feel hopeless. She could feel icked. There could be lots of things. And you won't know until you have a conversation. And I know it feels hard when someone just shuts it down, but then prefacing it with, hey, I feel shut down sometimes in our conversations and I need to have this conversation. I need this to be a two-way street because it's just eating at me, and I don't think that'll bode well. I think it's going to cause real damage in our relationship. I don't want to check out. I don't want to hate you secretly. So let's let's have the combo. She doesn't have to be a fan of mutual masturbation, but asking for open-mindedness, willingness, curiosity, say, I want to learn more about you, what turns you on, what you like, what you think about, stuff that you... May never ever want to be a reality, but something that gets you off and you feel safe sharing with me. Like I want to be your sexual partner. And you'll have to work up to that. But just expressing that you want in on that space because you love her so much and it's so sexy to you, and this is a part of your relationship that is sacred and just as important as all the other parts. But you have to make sure that you're checking the boxes and the other parts so that she feels like it's fair and you're not just out to get yours and get your dick wet and that's all that matters. And then her needs are just, "Mm, you'll get to them when you get to them because that doesn't feel good for anybody. So your choices are basically... Do nothing and it get worse or stay just as bad, probably just get worse slowly or quickly or have a really uncomfortable, honest conversation that maybe initially upsets you both or makes you feel confused. Maybe you take a moment to process and step away or maybe it's like a fucking light bulb goes off. Baby steps, whatever it may be, it's better than doing nothing.
1: Think about how much time you spend at home. Does your home really make you feel great? If not, it's time to change it. Now picture yourself coming home, seeing beautiful new furniture from Jordan's. Eating out or a vacation, those things just come and go. But walking into your room and loving what you see, you'll enjoy that every day. Right now, come to Jordan's Furniture and get 15% off everything. Or get up to 60 months with no interest. Call 1-866-245-4722 for financing details. Restrictions apply. Subject to credit approval.
0: Next question. Let's do a question from a single female because most of our questions are for all the married long-term relationship. And I know it's our niche. Don't be freaking out everybody. But I've gotten so many messages lately from people that are dating that are like, I'm addicted to your podcast, not married, but spot on advice. And they had questions. So I just don't want to leave them out. Okay. Hey, babe. Found your podcast. Obsessed. Newly single. Just got out of a 13-year relationship. He was cheating. Gross two kids getting into the dating game. My sex drive is nuts. There's this new guy and we're really liking each other. He went down on me the first night. Praise be. We haven't had P and V yet, but clearly coming. I am super nervous. I'm pretty confident. I work out and I have a decent body, but I've got some saggy baggies and super self-conscious. Do I bring it up or do I keep the brawn or do I say fuck it and act like it's not a thing? Also, I'm super nervous he's going to have a tiny dick. Oh my gosh. I've only been with bigger men. So the unknown is freaking me out. Help, advice, anything. Okay, girl. So what you're going to do, and this is to any woman who feels self-conscious about anything on their fucking body, you are going to act like it's not a thing. You are going to fake it till you make it because confidence is sexy and that's fact flip-flop it. If you were fucking a guy and he was all just totally weenie, pussy, bitch vibes, that was brutal. That was brutal. But are you aroused by that? Maybe some of y'all are like, I think it's cute. I don't. I don't fucking think it's cute. And so it goes both ways. I know women generally were seen as more fragile, insecure. We compare ourselves to each other. Women are pitted against other women on a daily basis hourly, minute, basis, fun. But guess what? At the end of the day, you're just stuck with you. So you better fucking love you because you're not going anywhere. And the only one who can make the changes you want to see is you and possibly a plastic surgeon. And hey, I'm not shaming anyone. Do your own thing. You want to go to the doctor and get it nip-tucked, sucked, lifted, filled, whatever, go for it to each their own and to the people that choose not to and embrace their all natural, more power to you, you beautiful, beautiful goddess. And when it comes to boobies, A, I asked my husband about nipples one time. I'm like, what is like the ideal nipple? Are they small? Are they big? Do you like the pepperoni, the dollar pancake, the pointy, the long, the, well, all of it, he said, it's kind of like donuts. Like they're just, they're all great. There's all different kinds and we love them all. Like it could be pizza or whatever comparison you want to make it, but they're just appreciated. And I think that goes generally speaking for boobs, like the tiny titties, the big titties, fake titties, natural titties, fake titties that look like natural titties. I think just all the boobs are loved, saggy, perky, lopsided. So many girls have different sized boobs And they feel like they're freaks. It's like, I wish everyone could just be topless and stand in a circle. I think everyone would feel so good. The guys are like nodding. Yes, yes, stand in a circle, topless, yes. Back to the listener. Rock it. Rock your body. He wants to see you naked. He's going to love all of it. Use your boobs to wrap them around his dick and give him one hell of a titty fuck to start it off. And... For that, I'm jealous. My boobs, I feel like you have. they have to be big enough for them it to be a cool titty fuck. A small boot where you have to incorporate the hand, I feel like it just takes away. It's not the real thing. So you can do that. Not every girl can do that. And let me tell you, there's a whole genre of floppy titties. I'm not saying you have floppy titties in a negative way. It's a compliment. Like men are like, I love me some floppy titties. There's a bunch of men going, amen, turn it up louder for the back. You're sexy. It ain't a thing. Don't get in your head. Don't take away from it. He is going to just be like, goo goo gaga. feed me. Also in regards to his dick, I want you to not play the comparison game. I want you to just give it a chance. Just be present. Stay in the moment. Don't be in your head sizing him up. You don't want him doing that. Just be present. And then you're sharing that vibe and y'all can feel it out. And it really does come down to how he works it. So give it a whirl see his oral skills, see how he works it. Maybe it's huge. Maybe it's average. Don't judge it before you try it or test driving the vehicle. Okay. And I know, I know, I know after so much of the same thing, you can't help but compare. You try a new food, you can't help but to compare. But for that moment, for yourself, for the sake of the situation and the vibes, stay as present as possible. And then after, you can process what you just experienced and go from there. Last question. Good afternoon. I am sure you get this question a lot, but I've been married for 11 years. My wife is super sexy, goes to the gym six days a week, and I'm so proud of her and I love showing her off. Early in our relationship, I was turned on by hearing her past experiences. That has grown to a deep desire of her with other men. I am not sure what drives it, where to take it, and where to start. It's scary, embarrassing to discuss with her, yet drives me nuts. Thank you for your time. I would be so curious, have you had the conversation with her and how did it go? You say it's embarrassing to discuss with her. Does that mean you have shied away from it completely? If that's the case, first I'll say nothing to be embarrassed about. Actually, extremely, extremely common. There's lots of men listening right now saying, "Dude, me too, me fucking too." You can sit with: is this novelty, or and stays in fantasy land, or is this something that like I actually really, 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 really wish I could see this go down in real life? And that there's a long journey in between what I just said. You're not gonna go from never having told her what you're into to asking, like posting a Craigslist ad to invite someone into your bedroom, which I am not recommending you to do, but that was just for the story. In my opinion, life is too short for you not to share your kinks, something you're into. And maybe it startles her. Maybe she's like, oh, like she doesn't know what to think about it. I'll just say, I would love to hear that over my husband saying he wants to invite Katie into the bedroom or, you know, he's dying for a threesome with another girl like Orgy. Everyone suck his dick. You know, I would rather him be like, ooh, my little porn star. I want to watch in action. Sans me. I'll be in the corner. (laughs) I'd be like, what an honor. This real life, how did I get so lucky? (laughs) Derek doesn't think it's funny when I make those jokes. Okay, but so maybe she's going to be like, fuck yeah, score, win. Maybe that horrifies you because there have definitely been men, I've heard it, they've written in that they did go play it out and he was like, she's liking this a little too much. So (laughs) sit with it and I think just conversating about it, getting it out in the open is going to really bring some clarity around it. And then baby steps, it can be incorporated in dirty talk. Maybe that's all she feels comfortable with. And you'll never, ever know unless you talk to her about it. I know it sounds scary. I know it sounds embarrassing, but this is your wife. This is your partner and way better to turn inward. I swear to God, the universe rewards you for turning inward for like honor and integrity and doing something that requires discomfort. You grow and And good shit comes from it. And maybe not right away, but I really do believe that. And I think if you believe it too, it's way more likely to happen that way than if you think it's always going to be doom, gloom, hopeless, despair. It never goes my way. It's always boring. Don't always expect that. Hold some hope. Now, as far as your conversation goes, starts, maybe it's post-intimacy. Maybe it's a post-lovemaking sesh. Maybe you'll you'll find the right time. Hopefully you can find a time where it's intimate, y'all are getting along, and it doesn't just have to be about you. You could be exploring like what turns you on, asking questions to her, and hopefully this becomes a two-way conversation, and then this organically can come up and you can talk about it, engage her reaction, and ask her if she has any questions. And maybe you don't know the answer to the question. We're talking about arousal in today's episode. Interesting. Stay tuned for that. And when I was doing my research and reading the science behind arousal, of course I got to the part about shame or people being confused. Like, why does X, Y, and Z, why does that turn me on? Like, should that even turn me on? Is that weird? I feel weird. It's so not fucking weird. Usually it's tied to something, something way back when. And I don't think it really fucking matters. If it's problematic, if it's illegal, then okay. You know, that's something different and you need to stop feeding the wolf and possibly seek professional help. But you being a cuck, (laughs) fantasizing about your wife being a hot wife, getting real, not weird. It's just, it's not weird. And it doesn't make you a bad person or a weirdo whatsoever. And if you're like, okay, Well, I can get there, but what if she makes me feel like a total fucking weirdo? Her own limiting beliefs or uncomfortability around sex, that's her issue. And I don't know how she grew up or what kind of shame she has around certain topics, but don't even clean that energy. Let her process that on her own. And if you start communicating about sex, you're going to learn more about each other And in return, you're going to have better sex. You're going to get the choo-choo train going in some fucking direction. And sometimes you just need shit to not be stagnant. I think being vulnerable in the conversation, saying, hey, you're so fucking sexy. Like, pinch me. You get to be my wife. I'm honored to be your husband. 11 years feels like one day. And I just want to learn everything I can about you inside and out. And I give so many fucks about our Emotional connection, our physical connection. And I think I want to share with you things that I haven't shared with other people before and talk about your sexuality. Talk about what turns you on. Listen to the fucking horny housewife together. She's got her own shit that she likes, that she's into. And who knows, this could be the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful new chapter of your sex life. So, best of luck. If you're listening and you have a listener question, go to my website, thehornyhousewavepodcast.com and ask anonymously, truly anonymously. If you would rather slide in the DMs at underscore thehornyhousewifepodcast to get you know some more context, follow-up questions if need be, go ahead. And of course, I will always protect your anonymity, always, always, and forever. Plus, follow me over there. Stay in the loop. Shop the merch, giggle at my hilarious reels. You don't want to miss that shit. Also, if you like audio erotica, dirty fucking stories, which speaking of arousal, that is a great way to find out what gets you turned on. Sneak peek into the topic of the hour. If you want to know what turns you on, sometimes dirty stories are great gauges. You're like, oh, I'm into that shit. At which point of the story did I start getting wet or hard or a little dingly? Explore that on my Patreon. That link will be in the episode notes. Great foreplay. Great stories. And Mommy always gives a rating after. Kind of like Dave Portnoy does for the pizza reviews. Mommy reads a dirty story and then gives a good ol' one to ten.
1: Think about how much time you spend at home. Does your home really make you feel great? If not, it's time to change it. Now picture yourself coming home, seeing beautiful new furniture from Jordan's. Eating out or a vacation, those things just come and go. But walking into your room and loving what you see, you'll enjoy that every day. Right now, come to Jordan's Furniture and get 15% off everything. Or get up to 60 months with no interest. Call 1-866-245-4722 for financing details. Restrictions apply. Subject to credit approval.
0: There's 147 episodes and I've never talked specifically about arousal. How is that possible? Okay. I've got things to say, information to give. What is it? So we know what it is because we're not fucking stupid. When a woman gets aroused physically, her pussy will become wetter. Her clit may become enlarged, engorged. Was engorged, the correct term probably. Her nipples erect, her breathing more shallow, quicker, flushed, tingly, warm sensation for a man. Hate to generalize and just make it simple, but usually your dick gets hard. Yeah, right? Okay. Now, since we're all different people, men and women, Our bodies are different and different things turn us on. And just speaking like as an individual, we have different things, different kinks, different fantasies, different erogenous zones, like the actual physical locations on our body where we feel aroused when stimulated. We're all different. And that's a beautiful thing. And another beautiful thing about being... In a long-term committed relationship with someone is learning their body and learning what turns them on and having those conversations to gather more information and put it to good use. Explore it within the safety of your relationship. The person you love and adore so much, who would you rather explore it with? Sounds like the perfect person. I can't tell you how much I hate when I hear stories Of men, and I'm sure there's women, I'm sure there's women that have done this too, where they have a thing that they're into, but because they feel so much shame that they can't bring it to the person they're married to, or they have just written it off as like, that's not going to happen because they don't want to be perceived a certain way, whatever it is. And they go experience it and seek it out elsewhere where they feel safe and not judged to do so. And I what a bummer. What a disappointment. And maybe that is the reality that at home their spouse is no way, Jose, shut off, shut down, limiting beliefs. But man, I feel like living a double life would be so hard. And I would rather just come clean and feel free to express myself and know that there wasn't going to be some like horrible consequence if my truth came out. Imagine getting to a place where you feel like you can express that to your partner and have boundaries around how to go about it, talk about it, whatever, and then experience it and be like, how lovely that I get to experience this with my partner or at the very least they know and have accepted or understand or the conversation's been had. And I don't feel like I have this dirty little secret, which I'm sure there's a group of people who really like Dirty Little Secrets and they want to have them and keep them. So that wouldn't surprise me. But getting back on track, I wanted to remind people that whatever turns them on, if they feel like, is this weird? What does this mean about me? This is so embarrassing. This is probably so shameful. I'm going to make a bet that eight, nine out of 10 times, it's not as bad as you're making it. And that you're totally freaking normal and that however it originated its root doesn't mean that something's wrong with you whatsoever. It's a physical reaction you're having. And I really encourage you to remove any judgment. Maybe it's not something you share. That's your call. But the judgment and the shame that you give yourself, that, that you can stop doing. And I thought maybe some of y'all might need that gentle reminder of mindset. And another thing, speaking of mindset, arousal and mindset. Your personal beliefs or inner dialogue or thoughts around you experiencing arousal. I read something that was super interesting. It was how men react to instances when they can't become aroused. So it was saying that men who are able to get aroused pretty easily, are unfazed, usually unfazed by occasions where they struggle to get aroused or they can't. They tend to attribute it to external events, something they ate, too much alcohol, not getting enough sleep. They're not characterizing it as themselves. Like this is something wrong with me. They're not thinking that. In contrast, men with arousal problems tend to do the opposite. They think of every instance of difficulty as a sign of a long-term internal problem. And it's almost like they manifest this cycle of bedroom issues. They get in a stress cycle. They just mind fuck themselves in the worst way. And it just goes to show that mindset affects every single fucking thing. And it's just like dominoes. And I think there is a lot of work that goes into actually changing core beliefs we have about ourselves, but the best instant gratification, like insta fix that can become a habit is by being present and engaged, you know, tap into your senses, focus on breath, touch, smell, taste, great way to stay out of your head, practice what works in regards to staying out of your head. If you're a person who is spiraling, (laughs) if you are an anxious performance anxiety person, that tip was for you. Now, let's talk about the difference between arousal and desire. They are often used interchangeably when we talk, but they are slightly different. So desire refers to emotionally wanting to have sex, while arousal is, I'm talking about the physiological changes in your body that happen when you are turned on. I will tell you from personal experience, and I'm sure many of you can relate, that the best sex, really great sex, really great orgasms, is when you're really, really turned on. Like The best anal sex is when you're really lubed up, and you've been like, Working towards there. The best sex is when you are warmed up, relaxed, wide open spaces, baby. It's wet, it's moist, you're hot and heavy, your clit is engorged, which is like my favorite word today, I guess, and you are just in it. Your heart is beating, your breath is quickening, the moans are involuntary. And men listening, I know you want to give it to her. And ladies, I know you want to give it back. You want to be a sexy goddess in bed. You're listening to the podcast for a reason. But I will tell you both that if you want to increase sexual excitement, prolong the foreplay. So take your time arousing one another. Men fuck with those erogenous zones. If you want me to get specific and no judging, ears, the nape of her neck, scalp, uh huh, armpits, don't question it. Lower back, stomach, the back of the knees, inner wrist, fingertips, backside. Holy schmoly! If you haven't tried some of those, try and you can try, when I say by try is different sensations may cause a different reaction. I did an episode about pleasure mapping one time. And I think we talked about this in a Tantra episode as well using different tools on the body, like on the stomach, down the navel, in the armpit. Some people think that's so weird, but some people it really fucking turns them on. Like for some reason on my feet, oh, all the feet freaks are gonna fucking come out. I <laughs> When I get like itchy under my foot or like it's tickled for some reason, my whole entire body is like tingly and warm and I literally have a physical arousal And it's not a mental thing whatsoever because feet don't turn me on. So stop it. I rebuke putting words into my mouth. Okay, freak people? Freak people. (laughs) Fruity and slip. Feet people. (laughs) I'm laughing because I said fruity and slip, not because I'm not thinking you're a freak. Y'all are the freaky fam. Shut the fuck up. You don't care about my judgment. A man who knows what he's doing or a man who is going to find out what he needs to be doing, is looking out for the signs that she is aroused. She arching her back, moaning, eyes rolling back. Pay attention. Pay attention. Are pupils dilating, nipples getting hard, facial flushing? Is her pussy getting wet? And side note, be fucking patient. Be fucking patient patient. She's going to have better orgasm. She's going to feel more relaxed. We can tell when y'all are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. am I doing it right? Don't do that. Be like, sexy confidence, generous oral sex givers. That's just a win. You want to win? You want to go the distance? You want to just check the box off right away? Be generous with eating her pussy. That will arouse her. That will. Prolonging the foreplay to starting All day in the morning, the dirty text messages, the connection. Female arousal, they prefer romance and feeling desired. Men, they're very visual, okay? Like porn is a great arousal trigger for men. And ladies listening, the way you present yourself and emotional arousal, which I like to just call flirting, that goes both ways. Engaging in one another, ladies stroking his ego, being really into what he's talking about, even though you give two fucks, men close your ears, la 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 la. You may not give a flying fuck, but hey, I'm sure he does that you know, he doesn't care about what you got at the mall earlier today and that you ran into Becky and blah, 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 blah. and he's in there. He's in it to win it in that convo. Really, baby? Oh, no way. Want to get naked? So I think that you got to show up for the other person and be interested. Be, even if you're not, fake it and then you actually start getting into it because you love them and give two fucks. So flirt, fucking flirt with each other. And when you're present and engaged in your communication and you've set the tone, you've set the atmosphere, the kids are asleep, whatever it may be, you're eating dinner, it's date night, it vibes. It gets vibey. And you know that you're going to fuck by the end of the night. And I know I've been telling the guys what to do, but ladies, like I said, giving him that visual and then physical touch. So many men, so many men, their love languages are physical touch. And words of affirmation, pump it out. It's easy. It's actually so much easier than you think. And as far as touch, when you're talking to him, that flirty, just a little grazing of the arm, grabbing his arm when you make a point, touch his hand, you know, behind his neck or get something off his beard that wasn't even fucking there. These little touches, it's like can send shivers down his spine straight into his dick also ladies, what you say and how you say it. And there's a time and a place. And if you just are always letting the conversation get to things that you have to do or things that could come across as naggy or things that can be stressors, like the opposite of triggering arousal, it triggers stress and high cortisol levels really takes away. So keep that in mind. And that goes for both parties because it can get on the topic of parenting or just what you have to do. And that really takes away. That's a boner killer. That's a pussy dryer. And last tip for the ladies that I wanted to say was being dominant, taking control, initiating. So I am a lover of being submissive. I enjoy being subservient, truly. Like I take pleasure in it. And so that is not my mo. That's not my shtick. I'm not like tying him up, whips and chains, dominatrix. That's not me. I'm not putting a strap on on. If you asked me to, I fucking would, but he has not. So, something I do think that is important and that I try to do and that I'm intentional about is mixing it up. Sometimes, sometimes you got to be like, okay, he's been really fucking me. Like, I need to fuck him. Like. I need to make sure I'm on top and then whip it around, reverse cowgirl, get him in the mirror, show him what we're doing, take charge. That is that 80-20 split that if you know, you know, if you're a longtime listener, you know what I'm talking about. Not being predictable, shaking it up. If y'all have been together a long time, he can guess your go-to or how it's going to go. Keep him on his toes by mixing it up, taking control, being a little mildly toxic and have him wondering what the fuck has been going on in your head lately. Let him wonder that. I think all the couple's homework should be is to explore new methods Of arousal, meaning exploring one another's erogenous zone or maybe just getting creative. And I inspired some ladies to go initiate and be a little more dominant. Or now the men are going to take their time and start foreplay a little bit earlier and engage in some emotional arousal, filleth her cup and then get her panties wet. Now I know, I'm assuming there has to be some people listening that go, I don't really even know what arouses me. And like I mentioned earlier, sometimes reading a dirty story or when you're watching a show that has steaminess in it, porn, whatever it may be, that's a good time to explore. I love on Beducated. When I'm using Beducated, the best resource ever, I learn new things about myself on a regular basis every time I hop on. (laughs) So using resources like that and the ones I listed and shit, even this fucking podcast, you can find out like, oh, that kind of made me feel some type of way and I don't even know what it is, where it came from. Don't shy away, ask more questions, dig a little deeper. You might be surprised, intrigued, feel really, 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 really good. I vote Monday's poll should be us sharing about what arouses us. I can't wait to share these answers. Get honest, get freaky, get vulnerable. I don't look at who writes the answer. So if you're like, I'm just going to judge, I could give two fucks. I mean, I'm going to share it, but your name isn't on there. Your name isn't on there and you're helping someone else feel not weird. And who said weird was bad? Why is weird a bad thing? Okay. Until next time, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you're subscribed, leave five stars, write a review, tell a friend, and of course, tune in every single Monday. See you next week.
1: So yeah, I'm excited for you to hear some new.